Welcome to the Team Engagement Podcast, where leaders of teams share their insights. We discuss five questions in about 10 minutes, and I am very excited to have as my guest today, Laurel Roach. She is the founder and CEO of TriFit Wellness out of Phoenix, Arizona. Laurel, thank you so much for being on the show today. What would you like the audience to know about TriFit Wellness and any other exciting activities you have coming up? Well, thanks so much for having me. Yeah, I mean, I am... I am so blessed. I wake up every day and absolutely love what I do. Um, so we are really the gym for non-gym people. That is what TriFit is all about. And maybe that can resonate with some of the folks listening. If uh, if you don't feel comfortable in a big box gym or you know lost in a large class of some sort and you don't know what you're doing and nutrition's confusing, you are our um, client. You would fit in very well with us. Um, and I'm also hosting um, a really, really amazing women's retreat uh, in June at Savannah Wellness Resort here in Cape Creek. Um, so very, very excited about that. That'll be in June. And I think you said you might be able to uh, post that link for folks that might be interested. So that's cool. Absolutely. Yeah. And for the folks who are watching the video, uh, they're in the notes at, at the at the bottom of the page. We'll have that website address where you can click and go get more information if you'd like to join that retreat, because that sounds like a really cool thing. Obviously, I'm a man, so I won't uh, intrude on that, but uh, that sounds like a great this event. One, but it's going to be pretty spectacular, yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, that sounds like a great event, so well done. All right, let's uh, jump to our questions then. Laurel, first question, share an example or a time when you had a conflict with a coworker or another person and how you resolved it. Well, you know, so you had sent me these questions and I really did struggle with this one. So I'm just going to be honest. Um, I, I really haven't had a whole lot of conflict. I mean, I'll kind of fall on my sword here. My very first like actual job, I um, kind of moved up in the ranks really quickly. It was a five and diner restaurant and it, like the little fifties outfits and stuff. And so I'm 16 and I moved up through the ranks really fast. And so I'm the boss of the 40s and 50 something ladies that have worked there forever. And so I got a little too big for my britches, I think, at, at that um, point. And I actually got fired from my job. <laughs> so um, I didn't really resolve the conflict, but I would say I learned from it, if that makes sense. It does. And it is uh, certainly something that can happen to anyone. And when we get a little bit outside ourselves a little but bit. I demonstrate those leadership qualities young. That's what I fall back on. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, thank you for being willing to share that. Question number two, you've heard the phrase that people do not leave jobs, they leave managers. What is one suggestion that you would offer for leaders and employers to help keep their employees around a little bit longer and kind of keep them sticky? Well, um, can I swear on the podcast? Is that allowed? Depends on the, the, the word that you use. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I would say people can smell bullshit a mile away. So just care about your people, like genuinely care about them. And I think that has been the secret sauce for me, both in my executive career and then, and then as a, a business owner. I really, really cared about my people and they could sense it. And I think they'll sense it in the times where things are really a struggle or, um, you know, even when there's something personal going on with people, I think uh, vulnerability is a superpower that a lot of leaders do not tap into because they think they have to have it all figured out. 
And if you share your heart with your people and you care about them, um, I mean, that's been my experience that um, they will stay. I've been friends. You know, I lose, you, they were not best friends or anything, but um, I think that deeper level of connection is really important with your people. I really appreciate that comment because genuinely caring about people is something that sometimes feels con it feels uh, contrary or not appropriate for the workplace, but that's such an archaic notion. We really should care about all the people around us, whether they're family or coworkers or friends or neighbors or whatever they are. I love right. that response. So thank you so much for being willing to share that. I think that's a great way to approach it. Sure. All right. Question number three, how can leaders build resilience in a team? Well, I mean, if any time was a time to show resilience, it was in this past two years, right? With um, with uh, the pandemic and how, I mean, we lost, for me personally, we lost 60% of our revenue over that mm. period of time. And, you know, thankfully we're okay. We've bounced back and had our best month ever last month. So, you know, made it through. But I think um, going back to really caring about your people, number one, and then um, number two, if they know the why, like if you are hiring folks that fit with your culture. And so I do a lot of personality assessments. I make sure that they are the right fit for the team, both from like a personality standpoint and that they have the right seat on the bus. So they are inclined to do that job well. So if you have that team in place and they know how their individual role contributes to the bigger why of what you're doing, um, they'll be able to stick out the, the hard times, I think, more effectively. So um, just real quick, you know, if I hired employees that really weren't, um, that didn't care about people, so I hire employees who are high empaths, if they didn't care about people and they had a customer who was particularly difficult with them, they would handle that situation totally differently. So I think really matching the skill set and the personality set um, with that job, I think is really important to, to help people stick out and not just be there for a paycheck, you know? I think that's great advice. And I, I really support what you're saying, trying to match those personalities, because that makes a big difference. If we're Absolutely. able to do that successfully, it, it can make all the difference for some of the clients and employees for that matter. And I've learned this through trial and error and bad hires as well. So yeah, it's part yeah. of the process. Right, right. Exactly. Very good. Question number four, uh, share an example, if you would, of a time when a, another person made an impact in your life. Well, um, I mean, I think along the road, there's, there's always been several, you know, that, that make it, make it, make a difference. Um, one of those was my um, boss prior to um, owning my business. Um, he was kind of this hipster, cool guy at a janitorial company, just like didn't really fit. And um, he encouraged me to have ideas. He didn't want to have a yes man on the team. He really wanted people that were going to challenge him and even tell him he was wrong at times. So we... Um, we had our battles from time to time on things and, you know, it would get a little bit um, intense, but I think I just really learned that leaders want ideas. And so I've encouraged my team with the same, you know, the same attitudes, like, don't tell me I'm right. I don't think I'm smartest person in the room. Um, so that was one. And then also my, um, 
my first coach that I hired, his name was Donnie Starkins. And um, I attended a retreat of his, which is why I'm excited to host my own because it was so transformational for me. Um, and I think you may have seen my a post on LinkedIn about my sobriety. I think maybe that's how we met. Yes. Yes. And um, so I think a coach can make a tremendous amount of difference in a person's life if you are open to receiving it. And at the time, um, I really was. I was ready to make some changes. And I worked with this individual. And it was like, well, this is the common denominator of all this other stuff that isn't going well for you. So let's get to the root cause. And so, you know, both of those two people were really instrumental for me. Oh, that's fantastic. Thank you for being willing to share that those experiences and recognize those people. And again, congratulations on those three years. That's a fantastic accomplishment. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Well, Laurel, or, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, nothing. I just said, thanks so much for having me. This is fun. Oh, you're welcome. Last question. Tell us a little bit about your first job. Well, my first job, I kind of alluded to. There. Was, was that, was, that was the very first one. That, the, uh... the very first one was at Ariba Mexican Grill. I don't know if anyone uh, has heard of that. Both of mine, now that I'm thinking about it, it's kind of funny. I wore these like ridiculous outfits, like the little uh, Hispanic, whatever, senorita outfit was the first job. And that didn't last long. It was boring for me. But I worked in restaurants all through college. Um, so it was Ariba and then this five and diner. And then I moved my way up into fine dining. And that was really, um, amazing for me because it, I learned so much about how to talk to people, how to deal with, um, you know, like challenging personalities. Cause you can't tell off someone at your table. That's going to be giving you a tip. Right. Well, I mean, you probably shouldn't. Right. Um, so, so much about that and like being organized and getting along with the, the team. Um, so I think that was, um, just everybody should work in a restaurant, you know, in my opinion, um, you'll be a lot kinder to the service folks if you, if you've done that. So yeah, a lot of experience in restaurants before my pro uh, professional career. I completely agree with your recommendation that everybody spends some time working or working as a server or something in a restaurant. I did that for a summer and uh, it's, it's not easy, but I'll tell you, you, you do gain a lot more appreciation. However, many years later, I still appreciate the fact that servers 100%. work hard. I remember one time, one time um, I just absolutely completely screwed something up. I mean, I don't know what the problem was. I had no excuse. And this man was still so kind to me. And he left me like a four or $500 tip. Wow. And it was, this is a fine dining restaurant. Um, and it just was so gracious about it. And, and I just always remembered that. I was like, you really never know what somebody's going through. And so I've always just tried to be, just be kind, you know? Oh, that's yeah, great advice. Great way to wrap up our conversation here. Yeah. Laurel, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. How can people find you? Well, uh, my website is uh, for the business is trifitwellness.com. Um, and then if you're watching this and you're interested in the retreat, um, you'll be able to find that the link for that. And then my email is just laurel, L-A-U-R-E-L at trifitwellness.com. Fantastic. This is Sean Richards with the Team Engagement Podcast, where leaders of teams share their insights. We encourage you to subscribe or follow the podcast, whether you listen to it or watch it either way. And for more information, you can go to our website, teamengagementpodcast.com. Thanks so much for joining us today. Have a great day.
All right. Uh, I have, I got to figure out where to stop the recording. Where did it go? Oh, I know what I did. <laughs> <laughs>